Shalom to all. Today's daf is Beit Zadaf Lamed Alf. We are starting at the top of the daf with a brand new Mishnah. And today's daf is sponsored Lilu Nishmas Mars Miriam Sar Basar Biakiv Meisha Her Nisham Should Have an Aliyah and Lilu Nishmas Rabbi Yosef Yantif Ben Rabbi Asher Anshul His Nisham Should Have an Aliyah. And we continue talking about using wood on Yantif Mivin Eitzim Min Asad Min Amachonis. You're allowed to bring wood from the field if it was gathered before Yantif. That's because gathering it shows that he wants to use it on Yantif, so he's allowed to bring it even though it's out in the open field. Umin Akarpev, and if he's bringing it from an enclosure, Afil Min Amafuzer, even if it's scattered about the enclosure, since it's in this protected area of the enclosure of this carpave, he's allowed to use it even if it's scattered about because he has in mind that he's going to use it. Now, Ezu carpave, what's considered a carpave here? Kol that's if it's close to the city. Diver Rabbi Huda, that's his opinion. Rabbi Yisrael, he says, Kol Sheikhnas if you're able to get into it only with a key, it's under lock and key, and the only way you could get in is if you have the key, that means even if it's in within Tchum Shabbos, meaning even if it's not so close to the city, it's far away from the city, as long as it's within Tchum Shabbos, you're still allowed to use wood in it that's been scattered about. Now, Rabbi Huda, he says something different than our Mishnah in Mivin you're only allowed to use wood on Yantif if it's been gathered into a pile in a carpave. As the Gemara of Hanan we had learned in our Mishnah, Minha Karpev, you're allowed to use it from a carpave, even if it's scattered about. And he's saying it's only allowed to be used if it's in a carpave and it was put into a pile before Yantif. So the Gemara says, no, our Mishnah is actually only the opinion of an individual. He says, don't argue about if it's scattered wood in a field, you're not to bring that, and if it's been gathered in the carpet, that you are allowed to use that. So what's their If it's scattered around in a carpet, or if it's been gathered and it's out in the field, says you're not allowed to use it. you are allowed to use it. So we see that our mission is only the opinion of Reb Shem ben Elazar, and it's not a problem with Reb Yehuda b'Shem Shmuel. And Amarava he teaches a similar halacha: leaves from reeds and leaves from vines. Even though he had gathered them before Yontif, Umaisvi, and they're sitting in a pile. Since he knows that if the wind would blow, it would scatter them all about. It's as if they're considered scattered, and he doesn't really have das that he's going to be able to use them. And therefore, he's not allowed to use them on If he had taken a mana, he took a kli and he placed it on top so that it cannot scatter about. So then he's allowed to use them on Yontif. And we had said the Mishnah, and it seemed to be that there was a machlex between Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Yaisi, and now we analyze that. They asked, What exactly is Rabbi Yehud saying? Is he saying, if this carpet is close to the city and who the Isle Pasachas, it also has to have a lock, it also has to be under lock and key. And Vas Rabbi Yesu is coming to say, once it has a key, even if it's within Tchum Shabbos, meaning even if it's further away from the city, you're still allowed to use the wood that's inside. Perhaps this is what Rabbi Yehuda is saying. If it's close to the city, whether or not it has a key, you're allowed to use the wood inside. And Vas Rabbi Yesu is coming to say, even if it's within Tchum Shabbos, that's only if it has a key. If it doesn't have a key, even if it's close to the city, so then you're not allowed to use the wood inside. Meaning, according to this, both only need one condition. Rabbi Yehuda requires close to the city with or without a key, and Rabbi Yehuda requires it to be locked close to or far away from the city. So Tashma, we have an answer from the fact that the Mishnah says, Rabbi Yehuda told us, if you can get in with a key, even if it's within Tchum Shabbos, meaning it's far away from the city, we learn from here, Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Yesi is saying both Lakula, meaning if it's far away from the city, it has to have a key, whereas if it's close to the city, it doesn't even have to have a key. Shmamina, that's how we learn the Mishnah. And Amr Salah Amr Yirmiya, Halacha Krabiasi Lahakil, the Halachas like Rabbiasi Lakula. And we continue talking about using wood on Yantif. In Mivakin Aitzim, you are not allowed to chop wood on Yantif, Lemina Kairis, not from a beam, Velemina Kairo Shinish Brabiantif, and not from a beam that broke on Yantif, the in Mivakin, and you're not allowed to chop wood, Loibakardum, not with an axe. This axe was usually used by craftsmen to make saddles and other things, Vlim Megera, not with a saw, Vlim Magal, not with 
a sickle. Again, these are all craftsman's tools. Alabakaifetz, you're only allowed to use a meat cleaver. A meat cleaver is usually used by a butcher, and that's not something that's usually used for chopping wood, so therefore you're allowed to use it for chopping wood on Yontif. Now, the Gemara Lama Alphone based on top asked about Amrit Reisha, you had just said in the beginning of the Mishnah, Ein Mavakin Klal, that you're not allowed to chop wood at all. How is it that we learned that from the Mishnah? The Mishnah had said, Ein Mavakin Eitzim Loimen Akaris, you're not allowed to chop wood from a beam, and we're understanding even if that beam broke before Yontif, you're still not allowed to chop that wood on Yontif. So right now, our assumption is that we're not dealing with a Muktza issue because this beam that broke before Yontif is not Muktza anyway. The problem is it's a Malacha or it's Tirchi Yaseira. You're not allowed to take wood and chop it into smaller pieces on Yontif. So how is it the Mishnah can continue saying that you are allowed to chop wood with a Kaifetz with his meat cleaver? So I'm reviewing Dharma Shmuel. He tells us, Really, the Mishnah is missing something and this is what should be taught. In Mivakim in Asavar Shalkaris, you're not allowed to chop wood from a stack of beams. That's because they're designated for building in their Muktza. And not from a beam that broke on Yontif because it's Muktza. But you are allowed to chop wood from a beam that broke Erev Yontif. And when you are going to chop wood from this beam, you're not allowed to use any of these tools. You're only allowed to use a meat cleaver. So just like this, you're not allowed to chop wood on Yontif. Not from a stack of beams. And not from a beam that broke on Yontif. That's because it was not Muchan before Yontif because it's Muktza. So we see that we're dealing with a Muktza issue. However, if this beam is not Muktza, so then you are allowed to chop from it on Yontif as long as you use the proper implement. And we had said in the Mishnah of Lebekardim, you're not allowed to use an axe to chop wood, and right now our understanding is that this axe has two blades. It has a wide one and a narrow one. That's only talking about its wide blade. You're not allowed to use the wide one. But you are allowed to use the narrow blade. That's because the narrow blade is not usually used for chopping wood, and therefore you're allowed to use the narrow blade to chop wood on Yontif. The Gemara has Pshita. Isn't that obvious? We had said you are allowed to chop wood with a kaifetz with a meat cleaver, and a meat cleaver only has one blade, which is narrow. So of course you're allowed to use a narrow blade. That blade is not usually used for chopping wood. So the Gemara answers, you might have thought that's only when we're dealing with a kaifetz, a meat cleaver that only has one blade. It only has a narrow blade. When we're dealing with an axe that has two blades, it has a kardam blade, which is wide, and a kaifetz blade, which is narrow. I might say, that since it's usher to use this side, it's usher to use this blade, it's also usher to use the other blade, which is narrow. Kamash on the Chiddush is that even though it's double-bladed, you are allowed to use the narrow one, you're just not allowed to use the wide one. Some say this was taught at the end of the Mishnah. You're only allowed to use a meat cleaver, which right now we're understanding this meat cleaver actually has two blades, a wide one and a narrow one. And Amr V'china Rashalem, you made the Rav, that's only with the narrow part of the meat cleaver. You're not allowed to use the wide part of the meat cleaver. The Gemara's Pshita, isn't that obvious? We said you're not allowed to use a kardom, and right now we're understanding that the kardom being talked about in the Mishnah has only one blade, which is very wide. So of course you're not allowed to use a wide blade. Of course you're only allowed to use a narrow one. So the Gemara says, no, you might have thought, the only issue of using a wide blade is when it's an axe that has only one blade, which is wide. But when we're talking about a kaifetz that has two blades, a narrow one and a wide one, I might say, since you're allowed to use the narrow side of the kaifetz, you're also allowed to use the wide side. You're only allowed to use the narrow blade and not the wide one. And now another Mishnah talking about steer or demolishing on Yontif. We have a room which is full of fruit and it's completely sealed up. There's no way of accessing this produce. And now the wall fell down. You're allowed to take from the place where the wall had fallen down. And that's because the fruit itself, the produce itself is not mukta, and therefore once the wall, once this thing that are preventing you from getting this produce had fallen away, so you're allowed to use the produce. Now, Mayor Amir, he says, you're even allowed to demolish the wall. You're allowed to take away this wall and you're allowed to use the fruit. The Gemara asks, Amai, why are you allowed to demolish this wall? You're demolishing on Yantif, and we know that stira on Yantif is Usr. So Amrav Nechumi Bar'ata, Amr Shmuel, he says, we're actually talking about a pile of bricks. These bricks that form the wall 
wall, they were stacked. They were not cemented. So therefore, you're not being over the Isra of Stero when you take away this wall because there's nothing that's connected over here. It's just bricks stacked on top of each other, and therefore, there's no problem. The Gemara says, is that so? Is it really permitted to take away this wall? Valmar of Nachman, he says, Hi, Livni, the Isra Binyano. We have bricks that are left over from a building project. You're allowed to move them around on Shabbos. Since you're able to sit on them, so they're not mukta. But Sharginhu, once he had stacked them neatly in a pile, for sure he was mocked to them. For sure now they're mukta. That's because he's showing that he wants to use them for something special. He wants to use them for building. And by the same token over here, since he had stacked these bricks on top of each other to form a wall, even though they're not cemented, so there's no problem of stira, they're still mukta. You're not allowed to touch them because clearly he made a wall with them. So clearly he wants to use them for his wall and they're mukta. So Ravzer, he answers, they had said it's permitted to remove this wall, to take apart these bricks on Yontef, but not on Shabbos. And Tainam Yachu, we have a bride, so just like this, Rabbi Meir, he says, you're allowed to actually take away this wall on Yontef and then take the fruits, but Yontef that's only on Yontef, that's not on Shabbos. Why is that? Since certain food related malachas are permitted on Yontef, so Rabbi Meir allows these muktza bricks to be moved because it's for the purpose of obtaining the food behind them. And more about Stira demolishing on Yontef, Amr Shmuel, he says, seals connected to the ground, such as ropes that fasten the door to a pit or a cave, matir, they're allowed to be untied. That's because they're meant to constantly be tied and untied in order to open the door, and therefore there's no issue. Avalei mafki, avalei You're not allowed to completely unravel them or cut them either. That's because there's an issue of stira, of demolishing with something that's connected to the ground. But shebekalim, if it's connected to a kli, let's say you have a door in a closet, and the way that it's connected is by way of ropes, matir, you're allowed to untie it, umafkiya, and even completely unravel it, v'chaytech, and cut it. That's because there's no problem of binyan or stira, bekalim. Echad Shabbos, v'echad yantif, this applies to Shabbos and Yontif. Now, Mesa, we have a question from Raisa on Shmuel's Memra. Chasamas Shabakarka, Bishabas, on Shabbos, Matir, Avolem, Afkiv, Lechaitech. You're allowed to untie them, but you're not allowed to completely unravel them or cut them. Now, Biyontif, Matir, Umafkiv, Vichaitech, you're allowed to untie them, cut them, and completely unravel them. So we clearly see that this Brysa is much more makel than Shmuel, and this Brysa is a question on Shmuel. So Shmuel answers, no problem. Hamani, who's that Brysa? Reb Meir, he is according to Reb Meir. The Amr, he said in our Mishnah, Afpaychas, Chachil, Venaitel, that even Chachil, you're allowed to demolish this wall and take the fruit behind it. So therefore, he's much more makel when it comes to Yontef. But the Rabbanon argue with him. And I still like the Rabbanon, and therefore I'm more machmer on Yontef. The Gemara asks, Do the Chacham argue with him when it comes to these Chasamis that are attached to the ground? They might argue with him in our Mishnah, but they don't argue with him when it comes to these seals with these things that are attached to the ground. When we're dealing with these things that are connected to the ground, on Shabbos, you're allowed to untie them, but not completely unravel them or cut them. And on Yontif, they're makel, just like Rameir, they were allowed to untie it, completely unravel it, or cut it. So we have a different answer. Lama Bez Omad Alpha on the top, Huda Amarki Hai Tano. Shmuel holds like the following Tano, the Tanya of Abraza, Chasamas Shabakarka. If the seal is connected to the ground, Matir, you're allowed to untie it, Avoloimaf Kievloi Chaitech, you're not allowed to completely unravel it or cut it. Echad Shabbos, Echad Yontif, whether we're dealing with Shabbos or Yontif. Vishabakli, and if it's attached to a Kli, Vishabas Matir, Avoloimaf Kievloi Chaitech, on Shabbos, you're allowed to untie it, but not unravel it or cut it. And Beyontif, Matir, Mafkiev Chaitech, so we see that we have Abraza supporting Shmuel. The Gemara asks, hold on one second. Tratzel Charesha, you've answered the first part of Shmuel's Memra, which is Machmirin when comes to Yontif. Avol Seifa Kasha, but the Seifa is still a problem. That's because the second part of Shmuel's Psak was that ropes attached to Kalim may be cut even on Shabbos, and that does not have a support from this Brysa, because this Brysa says the ropes that are attached to a Kali on Shabbos is only allowed to be untied but not cut. So the Gemara answer is still no problem. Hamani, who says Brysa, Reb Nechemi, he hates Reb Nechemia. The Amr, he says, Kala Kalim, Enitalan, Eladach Tashmishon, you're only allowed to touch a Kali, you're only allowed to use a Kali for its specific intended purpose, meaning the Brisa quoted as support for Shmuel is according to Reb Nechemia, that's very machmer when it comes to Mukta. And although it doesn't allow cutting rope connected to a Kli on Shabbos, it's not because of Stira, it's because 
a muktza, and therefore the brisa is still a support for Shmuel. The Gemara asks, Ibn Nechemi, if you want to say the brisa is Ibn Nechemi, my ear is Shabbos. Why is the brisa specifically talking about Shabbos that you're not allowed to take this knife to cut the rope on Shabbos? Afilu Yantef Nami, it would also be a problem on Yantef. Ibn Nechemi would say that on Yantef, you're not allowed to use this knife to cut the rope because it's muktza for that purpose. And Vichitim, if you want to suggest that Shan Yulay, the Ibn Nechemi, Ben Shvuz Shabbos, the Shvuz Yantef, the Ibn Nechemi actually differentiates between the Isser Drabanan on Shabbos and the Isser Drabanan on Yantef, and he would actually allow you to use the knife for this purpose on Yantef. Umi Shan Yulay, does he actually differentiate between Shabbos and Yantef? We have one brass that says, Masikin Bekalim, Vain Masikin Meshiver Kalim. You're allowed to use a whole kli, a whole vessel, put it in your fire, use it as firewood. You're allowed to use that on Yantef, however, not a broken kli. We have another brass that says, Masikin Ben Bekalim, Ben Meshiver Kalim. You're allowed to use both whole kalim and broken kalim as firewood on Yantef. And we have a third brass that says, In Masikin Lebekalim, Lebeshiver Kalim. You're not allowed to use any type of kli, not a broken one or a whole one, as firewood. So it seems to be we have a three way problem with these brasses. And Mashana, we answer the seeming steer between these three brasses, says, Like Kasha, there's no problem. The first brass is Rabbi Yehuda, that's Machmir when it comes to Muksa, and therefore you're only allowed to use a whole keli and not a broken keli. And Harab Shemin, the second brass is Rabbi Shemin, that he's Mekel when it comes to Muksa, and therefore you're even allowed to use a broken keli. And Harab Nechemia, the third brass is Rabbi Nechemia, that's Machmir when it comes to Muksa, and you're not allowed to even use a whole keli. So we see very clearly that Rabbi Nechemia's Machmir when it comes to Muksa, even on Yantif. The Gemara says, no problem, trade Tanai Valibid Rabbi Nechemia. We actually have two Tanai Makorn Rabbi Nechemia, and we're going with the other Tana that says that Rabbi actually does differentiate between a Shvus of Shabbos and a Shvus of Yantif. And therefore, Shmuel does have a brisa supporting him, even though the second part of the brisa seems not to support him. That's only according to Rabbi It's a chumra in Muktzah, but it's not a chumra when it comes to Sira. So Shmuel does have a brisa supporting him. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.